Hello and welcome to the episode of Flying High with Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Waima. Today I am with Boluwatifei Atanda. I didn't actually ask how to say your last name. Did I get it wrong? Yeah, you, you were fine. You were fine. Atanda. Uh, um, I'm still on jet lag over here, so my brain's not quite there yet. I just came back from a long trip in U.S., so I'm still sleeping in crazy hours. Um, anyways, he, he, no, don't worry about that. I apologize about your, your butchering your name. Um, yeah, he is a software developer based out of Nigeria, and he created a really interesting, cool package called OK. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, go ahead. Um, as Alan said, my name is Brad Fatunda. I'm a software engineer from Ibadan, Nigeria. Um, I specialize majorly in Rust and Flutter. I currently work at Caspian Digital Solutions, uh, Malaysia, Kuala Lumpur, remotely. Um, and I've been programming for like, since 2014. I'm programming since 2014, majorly. Flutter for like two years and Rust for like a year, a year and a half. Now, do you have anything in production in Rust or no? No, 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 no. Uh, no, 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 no. What, what I did, what I did was one time was, um, I don't recall, it's something to check whether a file has changed to something or something to compare files. That, that was that time. It uses a user. Yeah, it's got a thing called diff. That's what, that was like a year ago, almost a year ago, called diff. It's like a program, like a command line application that, check is, that checks the, what do you call it? Um, SHA-256 SHA and just checks where exactly it's missing. What I, it checks that first and then it checks all the file content what is different in each file. And that's, it's just the command line thing. That's, that's all I did. That's outside now. Oh, is that something released publicly or that's just for yourself? Mm, it's just on GitHub, that's all. It's just on GitHub. I don't really, since I made that, I didn't really look at it much. Well, I, I kind of want to go back to, to your history, right? So you said you've been programming for four years and Flutter for two years, is that correct? I've been programming for two years. I've been programming since 2014. Okay, it's quite some time. Maybe I heard wrong. What what was your first language? What kind of got you into programming? Yeah, um, before before then, of course, I didn't know anything. I I'd not even heard about programming as a thing. Well, not not in the way that I know now. Not in the way that I know now. What I was thinking less. The least I did was uh, in high school, in secondary school, college secondary school. Yeah, uh, basic. There was this language called basic where they just put lines of lines of words, and there's like go to. There's there's a there's numbers and there's like it was just very pedantic. It was it was not interesting. That was that was the best until when I got into the university. I was um 2013. A senior of mine, like uh, we attended the same secondary school. So I was it was like it just gave me a few books of computer programming. And the first one I opened was a Java book. I was like, where's the been of my life? Like, how come I've not seen this before? Like, it's just it was just incredible. Um, I didn't spend so much time on Java because I went to C because C was, you know, Java was the first. When I saw C, C was just like a less verbose, less, more intuitive. I think, you know, if you if you see the difference between Java and C in that sense, that is for beginners, someone who doesn't really know the intricacies of programming, that was what I was able to see and I moved to C. And then I got, I was creating command line applications at that time. Like all, all the applications I was, I was, you know, was on the command line. So it just got boring because I wanted to see something. I wanted to see something, what I was doing work. 
Then maybe around 2015, I got introduced to JavaScript and the web, web tech, HTML, JavaScript. And uh, because as a beginner, you want to see what, what you're doing. You want to see work in a way that people use it. Because that's what really spurs um, beginners of doing, doing something and seeing it work in a way that people, other people can use. And creating websites and seeing what you do, work, and what you do, um, like being visible. That's, let, me, let me say that. And then I worked, was in JavaScript for like maybe four years. Yeah, four years. Just, I did some freelancing after becoming very good with it. I did some freelancing. And um, then, then when I finished um, university, I went to, I went to, um, to teach. I, was, I taught for a year where I taught data processing. They, was like, they were like, I didn't study, I didn't study computer science in school, I studied chemistry, but they were like, you're good with computers, just teach uh, teach data processing, which I didn't know because programming isn't from data processing. But I got to learn a few things about uh, normalization, normal forms, all those kind of things, um, database management and things like that before teaching the school students because obviously I had to learn them before I was able to teach them. So that was a learning experience. Yeah, and uh, just a little, little tidbit with that one. When I was teaching, you know, I'm a, I'm a programmer, so, but it was, it was a, a prospectus, like a syllabus to follow. But just before I, I was able to go, I just decided just to teach them programming, teach them the beginnings of programming, because if I had, had something like that early on, that's more interesting programming, I just would have would be a better programmer, so I, I did that, and I, I even showed them Flutter. I showed them Flutter then also. I showed the little kids Flutter. They're like 14-year-olds, um, 13-year-olds. I showed them Flutter. I showed them Python. I showed them the sense of algorithm, algorithmic thinking, things like that. But my principal, she was, she was very, very pissed. She was like, who's going to teach all this time you spent teaching, then programming? Who's going to, who's going to cover it now? Huh? But I feel as though, like, like uh, I taught like 80 students at that time. So one of, one of, a few of them will be programmers now, at least should be programmers. And that's, I feel like that's like a, an achievement for me because out of 80 students, at least 10 should be, should be picking that up now and being the first, first uh, inlet or first person to introduce programming to them. It's just something I just could not pass up at that time. So. She she got fine with it eventually. She got fine with it eventually, and and that's that. And then um, I went to Swerge after teaching for a year. I went to Swerge. I I was there for like uh like which is when I did I did Flutter there. I did Flutter mobile development. It's a social media platform. I did I did Flutter mobile development there. And this uh, last month or the beginning of this month, I started with uh, Caspian. Caspian Digital Solutions, where I also do Flutter. Um, before, for the beginning of Flutter, that was before, that was before I started teaching. That's where I started learning Flutter. And then I, actually, um, I didn't really think of Flutter as much as I just, I just saw it somewhere and I was like, I was going to check this later because you've been able to program uh, for multiple, multiple platforms. It's just too good, too good to pass up. So I just, I thought I was going to check later. I saw it and was like, I'm hooked. Because I was in JavaScript and CSS and React as well. Um, before that, uh, just to be able to program for mobile mobile apps. And that's 
I've been there. It's, it's not. Been, it's been very, very good for me. It's just not been. Uh, it's not been a mistake, I should say. And uh, early on, this at the end of last year, I got a job into Swerge doing Flutter. And last month, I started Caspian. If you would ask about Rust, about me getting to Rust, that was like, like a year and a half ago or two years ago, I was thinking. Because there are two programs, very two programming languages is very common then. Um, that was Go and Rust. I was going to choose between two of them, so I went to the website, the Rust website, and I just saw it. I just saw the word Rust website, and I think I didn't bother to go to the group because I just, I just, I just thought the website was too metal, just just too metal, like it was just too good. I mean, it's like the design sense of it. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, if you get what I mean, do you get what I mean? You mean for us, like the the promises that they have? No, 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 no. Like the you know when they show doc this documentation pages. Yeah, when I saw the language and I saw how metal it was, how do you, do you understand what I mean by by metal? Like, uh, you mean like? Well, I've always heard that the Rust docs are really, really good compared to Go doc. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even check, I didn't check Go, I didn't check Go at all. Once I saw the Rust, I was like, that's it, that's it. I'm gonna, I'm going for Rust and. Yeah, Russ is very clear, I think, in our documentation. And I think Go, uh, I am actually on another podcast for Elixir, and we had a guy on there who was talking about Go, uh, the Go documentation, and how bad the docs are. Like, specifically, they do not, if I remember correctly, maybe I'm wrong, but if I'm wrong, you just let me know in the audience. But I, re I think you said that Go specifically does not want to give you examples of how to use their code. So if you look at the standard library documentation, they do not let you put in examples of how to actually use it. Like, you know, like uh, in in Flutter, right? You can look at stuff in the Flutter documentation and then you can scroll down. You can actually see working examples or just example code and have an idea about how to use it, right? For Go, they do not want to do it like that. They just want to be very clear. This argument is this, this is this, and you have to figure it out yourself, which is kind of, yeah, it's very weird. I, I don't know, but that's their style. So anyway, I chose... I choose um that's not that's just arguments with gold gold versus lost. <laughs> Something you want to go into, right? So um I just I went into Ross and that's and that's that. And to talk about the package, I was I was watching um Resetter, Resetter, I think that's the name. If you if you're familiar with the guy. I was watching a tutorial I did about um I think it was TVD or something, test video open or something like that, or domain driven uh, design or something like that. Yeah, I love his video for that one. That influenced my Flutter coding, like because of him. Like, I think there's one thing I don't do from his, but everything else I do, and it's been a fantastic experience. And, and that's, that's what I saw the I saw the Ether package. Him using something that has to do with Ether for error and then I was like, this is just much better if it was in if it was in Rust, but in Flutter. But you know, it's uh, that kind of API. So I was like, just I just, and I heard about the new changes of uh, of the enums. I thought I would just go into it because I thought the enums were like they were making it more like Rust. So I was like going to make a. I was easily. I thought I was going to easily make a package. You could put data inside the enum, right? Like that. That what you mean? That's what. That's what I thought. That's what I thought it was. That's what I thought it was. I thought I could just easily make something that because I. I've read a little bit of the Rust code, the standard library code of uh, result, and I was like, I could just easily make uh, make it with that. But I was wrong about the changes. The changes, it's just, it's not, it's not a huge change from what's there before. 
if you go if you have to check the you know the new enums for Flutter, it's not a big change. You cannot put um you cannot put new data, you cannot put uh, dynamic kind of data like uh, like you're doing in Ross enums where you can write okay five another okay another something as a as a like a struct inside or another as an int. It has to be the same type and it doesn't you cannot even set it as you when you instantiate it. So I, I had to change my mind. That's part of the as why one of the reasons why it initially had the package, the OK package initially had uh, it had uh, enums as as a public API. Eventually I had to remove that because it's just not the same thing as the using switch statement is not the same as much. So I, it just was very ugly. So I just had to remove it, then I somehow made it look fine and make it look nice and maybe copy a little bit of the of the that the either package ideas on how to implement it with Flutter and and made a few changes that I made myself and and that's that's what is that's what made it. Yeah, I do wish that this was something in the Dart standard library or whatever, right? I do like man, I, I love it actually because I I love what Rust has with that result type. It's really interesting stuff. Like I don't know why People don't copy it. Yeah, it's a beautiful API. Like the people that that thought about that meetup was just it was just excellent. And that's why that's why I copied that's the only diff, that's one of the major differences with that package and the other result packages, because there are a few result packages in the in the ether and result packages in the dot in the pop the dev. But that's one thing that I saw and I thought it's just simple. It's simple, it's intuitive, it's just nice. Just nice to use. Yeah, and the other thing I wish that Dart would have is pattern matching, but uh, we just don't have that. That's actually what I thought was the new change. That's why I actually went into it because I thought I would easily be able to make it done uh, with enums and pattern pattern matching. And I thought it would just be excellent and easy to use and easy to develop, but it wasn't to be. And I, I actually, what this. The API does. It's not about just a function or what uh, the DAO has. It's about you give an API that user can use. For example, instead of the match statement, you have something like when, a dot when, things like that that just easily matches. It's not a match statement in, a, in the same sense as a loss, but it performs the same function. So things like that. Uh, actually, but I don't know if everybody at home has actually played around with Rust. I mean, you and I already know about it. Like, Maybe we can talk a little bit about what is the result type and why is it so much better than maybe like the typical style? Yeah, the essence of result type is errors, right? We have in Dart, we have exceptions. In most languages, we have exceptions and things like that. But in exceptions, you, you don't use an exception. You don't, as the downstream user, you don't know which exceptions this um, program can throw unless you go and read the code or somehow it's documented. It's not typed. For example, you have to write a catch. A catch catches an object of a, a unknown type. Who knows what type the object is? If you don't read the if you don't read the, the full code, but with with a result, you have a static typing. Like the result is right there. You know exact result of type T and error E. You just know exactly what is it. What is it you're getting? That's uh, in in error handling. In error handling, there's that's how the Rust lang sees it. There's a okay. Don't want to talk about Rust again. How how you should see it is there are two two types. I think Bones has an another idea about it, but there are two types: unrecoverable and recoverable errors. Like for example, if you if the program actually 
looks to take uh, to get a, a value in an array that's outside the bounds of the length of the array, yes, and it, it throws an error because that's not supposed to happen. That signifies that it's not it's an error that's not supposed to be covered because that's not something that should happen because in languages like C or something, you'd probably be getting some other value that's weird or things like that. And that's why you should throw an error. It should be unrecoverable in that sense. But sometimes uh, we are dealing with network, you're dealing with, um, in fact, when you're dealing with network, you're dealing with values from gotten from the network. There could be an error anywhere. There could be anything like that. And such a value should be recoverable in every, in every sense because like um, the, use, the user of a app or the Flutter app does not want to see that uh, what is your, your value you got from the from the from the network is is bad from the backend is bad or something like that or it was not possible or something like that. The user doesn't want to see that. And it and also the recoverable and errors and uh, unrecoverable errors are not necessarily are not necessarily constant because sometimes you feel like an error should be unrecoverable or recoverable, depending on how you, or how you design it. But somewhere, somewhere downstream, someone that wants to use the, the, API, the API you created might actually want that error to be recoverable. Because in that sense, in that yeah, program or their application, it should be recoverable. For example, uh, there's this idea of, I'm, I'm going to mention Rust again. There's this idea of a Linux kernel. There's the idea of a Linux kernel where, like, uh, they, they set a, set a, an operation to be unrecoverable, but in the sense of using the kernel, because every error in the kernel should be recoverable, because you don't want the you don't want the kernel to crash. So in that sense, uh, whether, whether an operation should be uh, should have recoverable or unrecoverable errors uh, is is very well dependent on on the application of, the downstream application of it. So in that sense, if you you, des you, know, you designate, designate uh, an error as recoverable, then you should actually use result or something. But if if you don't, maybe you should throw an exception. But then, if it's downstream, a user might des uh, des designate that to be um, to be recoverable. If you get what I mean. Well, of course, I get what you mean. Yeah, I mean it's hard to explain the recoverable and non-recoverable, right? Like, so non-recoverables are called panics, right? Yeah, yeah, and thrown exceptions, uncaught exceptions in in the dot sense. Yeah, and then there's uh, recoverable ones, which is kind of like you know returning a value that's you know not not applicable, like kind of like negative one when you try to find the index of something in an array, and it cannot be found. Something kind of like that. Exactly. Yeah. So Rust is kind of cool like that, right? I think something else is interesting too is Go has something similar, except for they always return an error, whether or not it's null. But then people just usually just don't even look at it. If you, have you done uh, Go before or no? I've, I haven't done Go. I haven't done Go at all. Yeah, Go is kind of interesting because it's like you can just um, it always returns two values like in a tuple. Have you done Python before or no? Yeah, I've done Python before. Okay, so you know how you can return a tuple or a tuple or a tuple of data. So you always yeah you always get tuples, and uh, the second one's always the error, and you can actually just uh, put an underscore on it and just not worry about it. Just keep going like nothing happened. Uh, yeah, if you, I mean, you're not supposed to, but you can do that, but it, that's how they deal with errors that they will give you the data plus an error. And you should check to see if the error is null or not. Where Rust is you have a result type and you actually have to open it up. So like there's something called like, like a maybe. Yeah, exactly. That's another, another advantage of using, 
uh, the OK package over the the exception, the results idea over the exception kind of idea because you have to explicitly say, I want to unwrap this. Like you cannot just say, uh, give me the result because it's like uh, errors. Errors are like a errors are like a thing that happen all the time because the 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 idea of using exceptions it's like errors are not meant to happen but it's an exception it's something that happens like a percentage of the time even though that's not true uh, early in the development errors happen late in development errors happen even on production in production apps errors can happen and how you record uh, you making it seem as if it's an important thing, especially in the static typing and using static static checks. It's just something that, that's just a, it's a life life improvement or something to say. It's a life improvement and for around that. That's what I, that's what I wanted to say about it being, because you, you can't just decide to ignore it. That's, that's the thing. You don't have to try, you don't even have to use a try catch. If it shows an exception, you don't have to use a try catch. You don't have to use anything. You can just use the value. You can use the function and things like that. But for result types and ether types, you can just you have to use have to intentionally open use a function to undo both, undo both both sides. And with functionalities on wrap, on wrap all, on wrap else, there's so many uh, methods in the OK package that allow that allow you to easily handle it intuitively. So, um, but this kind of idea is basically something called a union type, which I think is, I've been looking for this to, I've been looking looking for this uh, to actually come to Dart at some point, like the union type, right? Where it's like, okay, like the idea of like a maybe, where it's either something or nothing. I would love to have something like that. Yeah, yeah. But, but, but non-level type is just like that. It's just something like, it's just, uh, it's also a union type of. Yeah, basically. That's a, that's a good point. Yeah. So I, I guess, yeah, that's kind of another form of it, but I still like the way union types work rather than nullable. You like nullable more? I think I think the nullable is just just better than the option. Just slightly better than the option, I should say. It's it's in fact it's it's more I think it's just better. I just just slightly better. It's less verbose and everything you want to do with options, you can probably do it with nullable types. Do you don't agree? So option, what is it? Boil down to it. Is that just like something or nothing? Is that what I'm talking about? Oh, no, op- options, yeah, something or nothing. Some and no. Some and none, I'm going to say. Some and none. Yeah, I op- options is fine. I think it's fine. I, I like that idea because I-, I worked with Elm a long time ago and they have a union type which is like maybe and it was just or none. And I think that was perfect. So I like that more than, than nullable. Uh, but yeah, in the end, I mean, nullable will give you something simpler, but nullable will never give you a result, right? Result is. You need. You see that you have what you want, or you have the error with the description on it. Exactly. Exactly. Um, with when I was talking about the nullable size, I'm talking about the precise and uh, instance of uh, of, an, of a union type. For example, if you want something that's more general, you could probably use the ether package. One of the ether packages, like um, Dart or FP Dart. I think yeah, Dart or FP Dart. It has ether. Yeah, that's where I first ran to the either part, and then uh, yeah, but I think I like yours a little bit more. I feel like it's much more versatile. Like I love the unwrap or. That's really nice. I mean, you could. I guess you can kind of. You can kind of do the same, right? Yeah, you can. You can do the same. You can do the same with, with um, with all those packages. But um, you okay? It's just about errandling. It's just about result using the result part, uh, the result side, and the methods that deal with it. 
with either you can you can probably do that you can do the same but it's like, like there's a there's a left there's a right that's one of the reasons why i made it because i i didn't really like that that for because i I've been, I've been spoiled by ross i've been spoiled by ross i should say so i was like i, I told you i was watching the uh, recycle the something about domain domain driven design or something architecture something like that and so and so that either part either being used either type being used i'm like this is just much this was much better if it was the growth result type and that's what i that's why i created that and it's it's got a sort of methods to work in that in that uh, sense for example there's uh, the list there's a list um there's the extensions on lists and things there's a there's there's the when yeah there's a when which I recently added because it's it's not in the Rust package the when it's not in the Rust but it's something that's very common in that in that uh, programs and also it's a union kind of thing when when the value is an okay when the value is an error a function that results into the same type so it gives you eventually like a when t or when u and the okay, the okay function you give results into you. The error function you give results into you. So you can just handle the errors that way. Or maybe you can take, or maybe I can show my screen or something. Yeah, if you, if you can show it, that would be more helpful. Um, but when you, because not everybody's going to be watching this. So if you can just explain it as you're showing it. Okay, okay. Yeah, so it's like, a, it's just like when, if you've used a report, you like see a single value dot when, when, when loading, when, uh, when error, when something, that's that's just how it looks like, in that sense. Uh, that's that's all. That's all I wanted to talk about. It maps the result t to you. There's just a few methods like that, and you realize this 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 uh, function that does exactly the same thing. Um, map or else, which is actually what when calls. What when you when you say functionalize, that's the name map or else, and you say functionalize called when. I, I don't know. It's the same functionality, but it's like it's just more intuitive. If you get what I mean, it's just more intuitive. Like it's, it's the thing about um, API design and API that I've come to see. I'm not very experienced, but I've come to see that it's not just about functionality. It's not about it's about the feeling of it. It's about the feeling how it feels to a user. Like a function like Map House, which does the same thing as when, but it's just it's just something that. It's just neater, let me say. Oh, yeah. I remember mapper else, yeah. That's yeah. that's a very interesting function. So so this these are basically the methods of it. This they unwrap kind of things of extracting the results immediately and all unwrap or unwrap all unwrap or else. There's the inspect that does not take it does not take the it does not take the value if the value is an is a if it's not an error, it's just to call the function if it's not, it won't, and things like that. Maybe you should take a look at the at the public dev. That's it's very well documented in the package. That's one of the things, one of the advantages of uh, a few other uh, packages that do the result is the documentation. There's just so much documentation. There's examples on each method. That's very easy, easy to understand. Yeah. No, I, I love your package, Fred. I may bring it into my work now because I do love all the functions that you brought in. Because some of those things, like, even though Dart is a low-level language, it's still very high-level in terms of some of the functions it brings in. And the stuff that you brought over from there is really good stuff, right? Working with this kind of things. Because, yeah, you, you're always going to have either it, something works or doesn't work. 
and happens for a lot of things. And so it's nice to have something like that uh, because that's the one thing that Rust does get right compared to other languages, that, in my opinion, at least. And I think you're the same way of thinking about that. I agree. I agree with that completely. What's next for, for this uh, library? Okay. Um, I was thinking about, I was thinking, at least I was thinking about was uh, create a default type, but it was very, very difficult. Create a default, you, you know, you know, a default, like making it a mix-in that works on a type, but it just seemed, it seemed to, to um, contrive, to difficult, just too difficult to, to express. I was planning to use a mixing, but right now it's just very stable. The, it's, you know, you know, it's a very, it's copying a very stable API. And so it's not sometimes going to change a lot, at least since from now, it's not sometimes going to change at all. In fact, I don't see changing much. It's, it's very well dependent on the, I actually just, I, I already said before, I copied the, the rock, the Rust uh, result API, and it's it's just it's just going to stay stable as it is because of uh, Rust is stable, so it's just going to stay stable as it is. Yeah, because the version number is very low, right? It's zero point two, I think I saw, right? No, no, it's one point two, two point one now. Okay, that's that's been like a month ago. That was early on. That was early when when it still had uh, when it still had the uh, the enum the switch statement, which was which is very dumb when I think about it. If you get what I mean, because that switch statement, it was just not very good. It was just not very good. It was me just trying to make make uh, make much into darts by force when it's not just the same, when it's just not the same. So I eventually just removed it because it just was ugly. And when I, uh, when you saw it, you saw it on Reddit, I think, uh, a few people were telling me about our package, how it's just like uh, copying something that's not supposed to work on a few people like it, I should say. Well, a few people like something some that is not dark like making it into dark. And that's I took that and I thought, yeah, that's that's completely true. That's completely true. And that I think about is making it was just very, very dumb. But now but it's much better and it's it's stable as it is. Have you had any feedback from any users so far? Um, the only feedback I had, the only feedback I had was, uh, was when I published it the first and the second time, when I published the, the 1.0, the pre 1.0, a few people told me about how it's not supposed to be, but then a few, a few of them were not very, very useful, I should say, because some people were like, result types that should not be used, result types is not a dark thing, we already have exceptions, things like that, things like that, things like that, you get what I mean? But then, so already use that as one one of the one of the one camp. Another camp was like we already have so much, so much uh, results. Are you those are people that use results or result or either types? We already have so much of that. Why why should you have another one? Why don't you just go and improve something else? So I'm I'm like can those people the, the people that use it tell those people that are telling me about using exceptions like just tell tell those people like why. Why, if you get what I mean, why uh, results and results are not necessary, or why they're not useful, or something like that. So um, that's after the one point but pre one point it was it was nice about the. That's where I got the idea about the about not using the switch statements, about how it's what it's. I, th I think the reply has been pretty favorable. I think I think people that saw it and liked it. I think, and uh, I think you should get a get it. You should get a look at it and. You might like it as well, and if you don't like it, there's a sort of things you can say. You can tell me what you don't like, and 
maybe if it doesn't break anything, we can easily have it. Well, as I say, I think if you like either, then I think you should try this one or FP Dart because yeah, that's really, really nice. And yeah, the when, like you said, is really similar to, uh, like you said, River Pods method. I forgot what was that? That one's also called when too, right? The function name. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I got it from actually. That's where I got the idea of using when. But I was late on. It's not. It was not really because there are already methods to work with it. But it's just for you know when you see something and you see something else where you it's familiar. Just to add a more familiar method that makes it easy to use. It's about making it very intuitive. That's what I. That's one of the things I care about that with this package. Intuitive usage of the API, and that's why even drove me to use it so quickly in the first place. Now, is there plans for another package that you think should be brought in that also should come from Rust or something else? Yeah, I was I was thinking about um, Rayon. Are you familiar with Rayon? Yeah, Rayon is a very popular uh, concurrency package. Uh, there are a few isolate packages on on that on that I've, I've been looking at it. So I've just been I've been looking at the code because I thought I understood the Rayon package after uh, reading this guy's blog. Um, Nico Masakis, if you if you know the guy, he has a blog about and he has a three three parts blog about how the Rayon package works. And I read it, I thought I understood it. <laughs> I went into the code, I just I just was lost. But I'm still studying. I'm studying the the current usage, the the packages, the isolated packages that exist on um, on Dart. Just there are few on top of them, and how to make it work in the same way Rayon works and if I make benchmarks and uh, it's actually improvement over like um, long uh, long computations, multiple long computations, whether it's an improvement, I'm just going to release it if that happens. But I'm working on that. And recently I've been working on VCF, VCF, VCF um, passing package. That's not a big deal per se, but it's quite a lot because um, it's about the standard, the IDTF standard, which is very, very tenuous, very, very tenuous. Some things are just not, um, like something says something somewhere, something says something elsewhere. Just make it follow that same standard. It's, it's very, was hard. I thought it was going to take me a week. I'm, I'm still on it. Can you please port Surday? That'd be great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that is a joke, right? <laughs> no, if you can port Surday, that would be awesome. You don't like Surday, or you're just saying it's such a great library? <laughs> yeah, it's just a big, great library. And I don't exactly, you know, maybe, maybe, it's, maybe that's, that's very possible. That's very possible. You you make it sound like a simple thing. You can just port Surday. No, I know it's not going to be simple because I know that one has got a lot of magic in it. Somewhere yeah, it's, it's got so much magic. So for you guys at home who don't know what who don't know work with Rust, but if you ever work with Rust and you need to work with like JSON or XML or whatever, um, how do I say? Uh, there's this package called Serde, S-C-R-D-E. It's basically the package which will take like uh, it's called a struct in Rust, or you make about like a, like an object of a class in you know yeah in Dart, and you could say okay, save it as JSON, or save it as XML, and save it as HTML, CSV, like it's able to to suck in any data format and kick out any data format as long as you include that library that includes the way to format stuff. So it's really like an awesome package. And like if you're going to be doing data, whatever, you need to use Surday. 
well, I mean, there's other ones, but Sirday is basically the the package for that. Um, yeah, it's a fantastic thing. Uh, and if you can also figure out how to do the those macros uh, where you can just add stuff, you can just you know debug, etc. That'd be nice too. No, no, and there, and there's a um, meta meta uh, programming coming to Dart. That's been that's been like said to be coming for like a year, or I think even uh, for like a year since NoSafe came out. There was there was a idea of meta packet, uh, meta programming, meta programming coming to something like um, macros. Yeah, exactly. That's what meta programming is. And uh, yeah, I was gonna say something about Siri. This week, this week I was like, I hate dynamic types. Dynamic types should die in Dart. If you get what I mean, I, I basically don't like dynamic types at all. And I was like, but without dynamic types, it would not be very possible to to pass to pass um, JSON in Dart. So I was like, early in the week, I was like, dynamic types should die. This week I'm like, all right, keep it. I don't like it, but keep it. So with Saturday, with Saturday, and I think if Saturday were to come or some like an intermediate representation of, of data that's, that allows you to pass in different, in different, um, different types, like a JSON, like a, maybe a gRPC kind of thing, a proto, proto buff or something like that. I, I, I don't know, maybe uh, it's an intermediate representation, the way Saturday works, you know, Saturday works like, uh, it creates an intermediate representation of data that can easily be moved to any data type. That's I think that's like when I read that understanding survey. There's a blog called Understanding Survey as how the survey package doesn't tell you exactly how to implement it, but it tells you how it works and and if something I want to implement it in Dart, that's that's gonna be very, very nice. But right now I'm very swamped. I have uh have a few live projects right now. And work is really, is really taking my time. So I don't think that's happening for me anytime soon, but there's a lot of people listening. So that's okay. Yeah. I mean, if you could do survey, that'd be great, but I, I don't hold my breath, not because you cannot, but it's a, it's a big thing to undertake. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, it's just not worth it. I think, uh, that you won't need to do this kind of stuff for most dart things. I think yeah, you never know for the future, for the future things. If you have the time, I would love to see it. I want to see how, how it would work in dart. I just don't know if it's possible. I guess it is, but I don't know what, how it would even look like. And even without, without meta programming, I don't think anything, any of that would be so as smooth as it is with, with, um, with Rust. Yeah, yeah, I heard you. Uh, no, I, I, I heard that they're supposed to expand the metaprogramming in Dart, but I don't know what's going on with that. Expand is there is no there's no metaprogramming or, or currently. No, no, there's there is some metaprogramming that you can do. Um, it's it's not it's not really metaprogramming because it's like a there's a it creates code, but then that's how basically metaprogramming works actually. It creates code. I don't know build program build runner or something like that. All those build runner things. Well, you remember that you told me that you listened to the episode of Remy, right? I think Remy talked about in that episode that there's supposed to be an update to Dart where he could potentially remove Build Runner from the process of his freeze package. Exactly, exactly. It's supposed to be. It's not available yet. It's not available since then. It was said to be coming last year when NoCity came, but it's still said to be coming. So, and I think lately there's been a lot of sounds about noise about it coming. So. Maybe it comes soon. I don't think it's here yet. 
Yeah, that's what I think so too, because I haven't heard anything about it. I don't remember seeing something in the notes. I mean, it's just like the enums were updated or something. It was like not really this last update. I don't think was was so great, but I, th there's improvements underneath the hood, which is important, I think. Yeah, uh, and some nice stuff added in. Uh, cool. Uh, I don't think I have any other questions for 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 you. Did you have anything you wanted to let the audience know before we sign off? Oh yeah. Uh, no, 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 no. I don't. I don't have it. I don't have anything else. Well, how can we get in contact with you if we want to actually uh, catch up with you? Um, I'm on Twitter. Zero X B one on Twitter. Yep. Zero X B A one. On LinkedIn as Bulat Fatanda. That's that's basically where you can catch me. And then and you can mail me. You can give me. As I say, I just saw we have a question on on YouTube. I didn't see it till now. Uh, somebody was asking me, "What do you?" Th somebody's asking, "What do you think of Dart's package?" D A R T Z. It solves the same problem with functional techniques. Yeah, it uses the either either package, and it's not. I I think it's great. I think it's great, but I didn't. No, I I said I've explored with with Ross. We results Ross. And I just think I think the API of the of result of resulting Ross is just much better. I think it's just much better. That's why I decided just to implement that. I think, but I think that's very good. Um, that's that is not just uh, it's not just about the result. There's a few things. I think there's a few a lot of more things in in dots apart from the ether type. It's not just it's a functional programming kind of package that contains quite a few things. But okay, it's just result it does that and it does that only and it does that well exactly and it's very very documented each method is very very documented like you get examples multiple examples for each method i think that is very good that is very good for that and other things if you if that's what you use or that's what you're used to but me seeing that is what prompted me to make make okay so take up that what you will okay well, thanks for having, thanks for coming on. It's uh, great to have you on uh, again because I love your package because you know we both love Rust. Uh, so I think that would be be great. Okay, maybe if I can make a shout out uh, like uh, my coworkers, my new coworkers. I've just been working for them for a week or so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, please. Yeah, uh, I just want to make a shout out to the guys at Caspian, um, Priscilla, Matthew, Kaya, Abdo. Well, all right. I mean, everyone at Caspian, exactly. Everyone at Caspian, my stay has been very, very good, and it's been good because of you guys. Yeah, Hazan. Yeah, if I don't mention you, please forgive me. So, that's a shout out to you. That's all. Great. Well, again, thanks you for coming on. Uh, maybe we'll have you again in the future when you do your next package. When you port Surday over, that would be Surday, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thank you.